Um, so when you were in college, Becky, did you perform an underage drink? <laughs> did I perform? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to our podcast, A Little About A Lot. My name is Kelsey. We're also known as the Sora Girls on YouTube, but here we like to chat about things going on in our lives, and we want you guys to leave this podcast feeling inspired, refreshed, and knowing a little bit more about a lot of things. Hello, Becky. What's up? How was your weekend? It was pretty good. It was the Super Bowl Sunday, even though I don't really care about football. <laughs> I was gonna say, did you <laughs> did you celebrate? I watched it though. I did. I just I wanted to know because in case something did happen, I'm like, yeah, I saw it. I know. Why is that a thing that we must feel so we don't feel FOMO? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, can I just ask when did Adam Levine get so tattooed? Um. Well, <laughs> I don't even know because I didn't watch the Super Bowl. Oh. Ooh. Okay, well, to fill you in, he's very tattooed everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, like, I feel like it's not the vibe of Maroon 5. Like, they're fun and cute and, like, poppy. But his look was very, like... Rocker edge. Yeah, like, like no shirt on, lots of tattoos, like, very short, like, army haircut. He wasn't wearing a shirt? Well, it, it came off in stages. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, it was, it was a show. I'll say that. A show? What kind <laughs> of show? It was a show, you I, know. I did see a meme that was, like... Um, my Monday's going to be as productive as Adam Levine's guitar, I think, or something like that. <laughs> and it was just like three or like four still frames of him just like not playing his guitar. Because mm-hmm. I'm guessing he didn't play the guitar at all. It was just... Uh, no, he did a little bit. Oh, he did? Mm-hmm. Okay, well then, shut up, meme. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah, this is why I need to watch the Super Bowl so I don't make assumptions. But um, wh- where'd you celebrate this? Oh, just at our house. We had it on TV. Oh, yeah. I went to a Super Bowl party, but yet literally... Like, Wait, but you did, so you did see it then? No, but I was in like a different room. Oh. Yeah. Just enjoying the snacks? Super Bowl snacks? Not even, I was just enjoying the company. Oh. Yeah. Well, that sounds nice. There was a lot of meat. I don't eat meat, Mm-mm. so... We don't do that. <laughs> no. I know, it wasn't typical like chips and stuff. I don't know, I honestly didn't even check out the Super Bowl party. It was a weird one where it was like, it was you had to pay to go in there. What? But it was like... It's because the food was, like, covered and all I that? guess so. I guess so. And they had, like, a bar, but you had to pay for the bar, but I guess even to, like, cover the fact that the bartenders are there. I'm sure it would have only been, like, 5 or $10, but it was kind of like my friend's party, like, their friends, and I was just, like, walked in, and I was like, I'm not paying for this. <laughs> I don't, like, I don't know. I didn't eat any of the food or play any of the games. I don't know. Maybe that's rude. We can talk about how I'm a horrible person later. <laughs> um, wow. Okay, in other news... It's our 10th episode. I can't believe this has been going on for this many episodes. It feels still like such a little baby. It does feel like a baby. It also feels like we started yesterday, but at the same time, it feels like we started a long time ago. It's been going so well that we've been getting such amazing responses. Everyone overall seems to like it, which is really cool. I know. Thank you, all of you, for listening. This is, like, very exciting. Mm-hmm. And a reminder to subscribe and give us a rating on wherever you listen to podcasts. That'd be awesome. Yes. Let's keep this train going. Speaking of you guys loving the podcasts, um, we did open an email a little bit ago to get responses on certain episodes, and we did get some responses that we want to talk about today. Yeah. You can send those to podcasts at the Sora Girls. That's podcast at the com. You can send your emails. Isn't the word email, like, doesn't that sound so 1990 to you? Anything that's E-anything yes. is like, no. No. Or like, uh, even I. I mean, I. Yes. I've, uh, yeah. I-mail, email. Gross cringe. Yeah, we need to come up with a new name collectively for email. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I agree. But speaking of emails, you actually have some printed out in front of you, correct? Yeah, you guys want to, they sound like this. I want to hear. Oh, ASMR. So we actually haven't read these through yet because we want to honestly respond to them like here and now on the podcast. Wow. Well, I will preface that by saying Daniela read through them. Yes. So we got some selections. So these are some emails that came in after the Bali episode. If you guys don't remember, I guess that was episode eight. Um, and this one's from Amy Lamb. She said, hi, sorry, girls. I just listened to your podcast about Bali and I was really interested in the waste issue. Girl, same. So I did a little research and wanted to share some thoughts with you. So the article that she sent basically says that the monsoon season brings in a lot of the plastic and the government is employing large teams to clean up the garbage on the beaches. I totally did see that. I saw honestly so many people wearing these like lime green shirts at like, yeah, six or seven in the morning cleaning these up. And I was wondering that like the different tides and stuff. Wait, what's a monsoon? Is that like a a storm? It's a really heavy rainy season, I believe. Right. It is the wet season there, I think. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah, my guess is that all the rain and the wind probably brings it in mm-hmm. to there. It's not necessarily that Bali itself has a ton of plastic. It's that they just get the washed up plastic from everywhere else. Maybe? Yeah. So sad. And then she goes on to say, I couldn't help but to find this one quote from the article a bit ironic. Quote, nobody wants to sit on nice beach chairs and facing all this rubbish. I think this speaks a lot to how people don't want to see the effects of our consumer culture address the problem and take responsibility for collective actions. Hmm. True, true. Yeah, it's like, that's like somebody else's problem. But I also want a clean beach, but also I'm going to, like, use plastic. Sit on my plastic beach chair drinking out of my plastic cup with my plastic straw, pina colada. Oh, true. Looking at all the plastic and complaining. Oh my gosh, (laughs) I was actually getting so mad. I don't know if I said this before, but I was taking a surf lesson and they gave us sometimes there's like like i thought it'd be you know at the worst case a water bottle or something but it was actually sometimes they do this thing where it's like a cup almost like bubble tea right where it's like a cup or maybe the the juice it's like where they they seal in the water it's like a cup and then you have to poke the plastic top with a straw Mm -hmm. and i took a surf lesson on this beach covered in plastic and that was the water that the surf lesson gave us you know what i mean it was like plastic water. Yeah. I was like, why would you not use any other type of water? Like we're you we can see the effects right here. Like you're so close to the, the issue, you know? Yeah, this goes back to I think I was even wondering this out loud in the Bali episode is because you can't drink the the water that's naturally there, I'm mm-hmm. assuming, because it upsets stomachs. Yeah. Like <laughs> can can confirm. <laughs> <laughs> what would be the appropriate alternative to that? Like, how would they serve you water? In glass bottles? Um, yeah, so they do have glass bottles. But even when I was in the grocery store, the glass bottle was so much more expensive. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a choice you have to make is if you want to purchase the glass bottle. Um, but also, so at my villa, we had the big coolers of water. So that is in plastic. But I'm assuming it's hopefully like it is here where, like, you reuse those mm-hmm. big cooler plastic Right. So then I could fill up my water bottle at the beginning of the day out of that big cooler that we had. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. But also, yeah, glass water bottles. And there's even like the Tetra Pack, but I don't even know how recyclable those are because they are wax lined. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyways, I, I actually left a comment on the Airbnb experience, which is like the surf experience I did. And I was like, good surf lesson. Water had a lot of plastic. Also, why were we served like plastic water for our 
like little break mm-hmm. like plastic water bottles i was like that seems ridiculous <laughs> Amy continues, seeing mountains of plastic in the ocean is a huge wake-up call and people finding it discomforting, rightfully so. While Bali, according to the article, does produce a lot of single-use plastics along with other Asian nations like China, I know that in the US and UK, so much of our waste and recycling has historically been shipped overseas, this is true, purchased as raw material for recycling. Now there's such a glut in the market that China is no longer buying our refuse. That's... I can't help but to feel like a lifestyle which started in the West and even some of the physical material that ends up there is partly responsible for the problem in Bali. Oh, yeah. I would so agree with that. Yeah. Like there can't be like Bali can't be the single country that's really doing all of this plastic. I It's got to be coming from other places, too. I know. And the tides just happen to bring it there, which is unfortunate. Yeah. So the tides need to change. <laughs> Starting with you right now. Listen yes. to this podcast. She also highly recommends watching a doc called Bag It. It's 10 years old, but still very relevant. I wonder if this is what I watched when I was in high school, but I went to high school over 10 years ago. But I watched a um, documentary. This is, I think, maybe where my little my little eco-friendly bug started, is I watched this documentary where a family had to keep all of their trash for a year. Oh, interesting. Yeah, they couldn't get rid of it. And then they would like keep it in their garage and it was just like piled up and they're like, it's so smelly and blah, blah, blah. And our neighbors hate us. <laughs> and I was just like, wow. It yeah. really makes you aware, eh? Exactly. Yeah, we should all have to hold on to our, gra- our garbage for like a year. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. We don't all have gar- uh, garages to keep it in. <laughs> Amy also says, thank you so much for reading. I really appreciate you guys bringing up topics like this, using your platform to engage people, keep up the good work. And again, thanks for making it to the end of my long email. You're welcome, Amy. Thank you so much for writing in. Okay, next up, we have one from Jessica. And basically, she listened to our podcast about Bali and loved it, but had some thoughts. So she writes... I actually graduated with a Bachelor of Tourism Management and learned a lot about the travel industry as a whole and how it impacts the environment. I'm really glad that Kelsey brought up the environmental impacts of her trip to Bali because it is one of the wars that I have within myself too. Hmm. For a summer, I worked as a housekeeper at a five-star hotel and I saw firsthand how harmful hotels can be on the environment. For example, when I worked there, it was standard protocol for us to change the sheets for guests every second night that they stayed there. The hotel I worked at had 550 rooms and was always booked out, so you can get an idea of how many loads of laundry, sheets, towels, bars of soap, used, etc. I think Kelsey touched on this, but it truly is something to keep in mind to travel as though you are home, which I think you did say that too. Like, would you really wash your seats every other night? Yeah, I made the sign and put it up on the door for our bedroom and I was like don't wash our sheets yeah I go like a week or two even is that gross I don't know oh my god I go even more dirt like come on I go even longer (laughs) (laughs) my laundry costs like three dollars a load oh true true Mm -hmm. true so she also says that the beauty of traveling to places with different cultures customs and ways of being makes you appreciate the differences between your daily life and theirs Yes, we could all lessen our ecological footprint by not traveling in planes and only walking, but it wouldn't get us outside of our comfort zone and truly be immersed in something out of our norm. That is true, actually, because if we go back to never taking planes anywhere because of the eco-impact, then it wouldn't have taken you to Bali and you wouldn't have been so aware of the excessive plastic, which we're now talking about now, right? True that. Sometimes you got to choose your battles, right? Mm -hmm. And she finishes by saying, I feel like this is a trade-off that we have to accept within reason, which is kind of what I was just saying. (laughs) This doesn't justify us flying on a plane every single day for the purpose of broadening our minds, but it does help me to be okay with my choice to travel. I love that. That's Mm -hmm. great. Thanks so much, Jessica. And I I would agree with a lot of those points. 
Thanks, Jessica. Next up, we have Monica, and she writes, Hey, ladies, I heard the story about Jenna fainting, and you mentioned she faints whenever she throws up. Those very commonly happen together. It happened to me a couple times on a busy New York subway. No car, no less. Oh, no. That makes my heart hurt. I'm so sorry. Because when you faint, there is blood pressure drop, and vomiting is a natural reaction to that. Very scary. Pro tip, after fainting, I love pro tip. Pro tip when fainting and puking. We love a pro tip. Pro tip, after fainting happens, or ideally before, if she can sense it, make sure that she gets blood back into her head by laying down and elevating her legs above her head. That should help prevent vomiting. Oh. Glad she's okay. Love you guys. And the new podcast from Monica. Hot tip. That is a pro tip. (laughs) I love it. Any more pro tips you guys have, keep them coming. (laughs) I'm just imagining Jenna on a beach with her feet in the air being like, gotta do it, guys. Gotta do it. Hot tip. (laughs) It's a hot tip from Monica. Okay. Last up, we have one from Rachel or Rochelle. Um, She says... She's so excited that we have an email address. Me too, girl, me too. (laughs) I follow along with the main channel, the vlog, Instagram, Twitter, online blog. Thank you. Whoa. But I've never wanted to engage more than when listening to the podcast. Ooh. Oh, I like that. Thank you. Wow. Okay, she says, Kelsey, I hope your sister is okay. That sounds like an awfully traumatic experience, and you spoke of it with a lot of strength. Side note, I have to say, I think there is something scientific truth to your theory about your DNA affecting the foods you're most comfortable with. (laughs) Kelsey's on to something. (laughs) Your genetics influence your gut bacteria, similar to how some people are lactose intolerant, which impacts your digestion of food interesting Mm. but it's not always true there are strong environmental influences as well my family is from singapore and malaysia but i've only ever lived in canada my whole life and i have the worst tolerance for spicy foods ha hmm okay 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 well she finishes by saying becky you're an amazing interviewer thank you so much you asked such deep and thought-provoking questions i thought you really shone through the podcast with vita and justin and claire just a comment about your new year's podcast you guys have totally influenced my goals and my confidence in feeling like i can achieve those goals Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. Oh my God. I didn't realize this would be so like pat pat on the backy. Oh, I love that you, like you guys are actually loving this and engaging. This is the funnest, like, oh my God. I didn't think that emails from people about my podcast would be so nice. I know. More letters from listeners. Please send them to podcast at thesorrygirls.com. And honestly, don't be afraid if you disagree with us or anything. We have a differing <laughs> opinion. Like, I want to hear it. I want to learn. I'm sure we'll get those. Tell me your thoughts. Tell me your thoughts. Okay, let's take a quick break and then get on to today's episode. So today's sponsor is actually some merch that we have ourselves. We have official Story Girls iron-on patches. They're super cool. You can rep our Story Girls Rose Driver logo or a cool Not Sorry slogan patch. You can access all of them on our website, thesorrygirls.com, using the shop tab. Go check them out. I guarantee you will love them. All right, we are back, and today we thought it'd be fun to talk about college a little bit. Mm-hmm. If you guys don't know, that's where we met. Also, I think that college is, is a much different thing in the States. Someone will have to correct me, but in Canada, we have college and university, and I think college is more geared towards, like, skilled trades, I right? Yes, and then... And university is more, like, academic, yeah. theory-based. I'm going to butcher this, but in the States, I think you call almost everything college, and then there's community college, right? Yeah. Wait, what's Harvard? Harvard University. Is it? Somebody please break it down for me how it works in the States. But um, we did go to college. But the funny thing is that we went to a university split college. 
Mm-hmm. Right? So we went to a college but ended up with a university degree. Because that makes sense. Because that makes so much sense. <laughs> I think sometimes it's determined by the length of your stay in school as well. So we were at a four-year program at a college, which then garnered us a university degree. Yeah, versus a college at, or college diploma. Yes. And we also had to take some like theory-based classes to get that degree. So some university-type courses as opposed to all like trades Based. Yeah. And also our degree changed after we graduated. <laughs> Fun <laughs> they, fact. they literally sent us an email and they're like, by the way, it's now called this. Do you want a new diploma? Which I didn't get. I mean, I'm not looking to apply for a new job anytime soon. So I'm good with whatever great degree you gave me. I know, right? Do you even need a degree? To be debated later. <laughs> T-B-D. D stands for debated. Ooh. So the college that we went to, um, as far as like Ontario colleges go, it was a smaller one, but it's kind of because the overall college has two campuses. I would call it a large one. Well, I would, but I would say the main campus is quite big, but we were kind of at the smaller campus, if that makes sense. That's true. And Humber, where we went, offers lots of like, like like online courses and like I feel like everybody so many people have gone to Humber mm-hmm. but so the, the overall school in a whole was quite big but our campus was a little small yeah uh, and I really liked that a lot <laughs> me too so our campus is actually on an old psych ward mm-hmm. so we had a bunch of cottages so like they're almost like small houses mm-hmm. kind of um but like retrofitted totally to be like classrooms very American Horror Story. So American Horror Story. And it was really cool. Like they had one cottage that was totally closed and they're like, we can't make or like renovate it because of ghosts. Obviously that was <laughs> totally just a rumor. a rumor. And I think since then they have renovated it. Ooh. But there's underground tunnels connecting them all. And it was really, really cool to be on that campus. Yeah. And it was actually right down by the lake too, which offered a lot of really nice scenery and nature. If you wanted to go out for a walk. Yeah. I really liked that. <laughs> but maybe that's not the dirt you guys want to hear about our college experience. So we both lived in residence. And I think that, I don't know, I think living in res is pretty, like, key. Yes. I, I would tell anybody who asks me, yes, do it a thousand percent. Yeah, just for the one year, I think it's a good way to meet people and just get that college experience. And it's a good way to learn how to live on your own because for a lot of people going to college it's the first time they've ever lived not at their parents' home. Mm -hmm. And it's a nice kind of way to nurture you into that. Like it's not like you're totally on your own. You have people around. There are like resident like people on each floor yeah, to help you if you need anything. There is kind of like a food program where you can go get made food for you. You're not totally on your own. Um, It's a nice kind of like push into adulthood, I think. (laughs) So when you go into res, like for me, it was my first time living on my own. I'd obviously been in my parents' house my whole life and I really liked it. The freedom was really fun. Um, I think it's, it's cool to kind of be in charge of your own space, like even the tiny little whatever it was, 10 by 10 res rooms. Mm -hmm. Um, I really liked having that feeling that I can do whatever I want. Even like design wise, I can make the space look whatever, however I want. I can buy whatever groceries I want. You can kind of go out. That was the the best thing is like leaving the house and not having to tell somebody where you're going. It is so weird because even if you're an adult, I feel like an adult living at home, you still like tell your parents where you're going. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you could just like leave. Yeah. You just just, like 
leave and no one has to know and not even like going in toronto it's like i would go like even further you know what i mean where'd you go well i don't know like like i might go on a trip to like waterloo or kitchener or something and then not not tell and like i wouldn't tell them and i remember being like this is so weird what if something happened to me my parents would be like she's at home in her res room it's like no i'm not (laughs) (laughs) i'm not there that's true actually this is a, a weird point about living on your own um after we had moved into our uh, first apartment together, that's when I started seeing Austin. And he lives or lived um, close to my parents' house. Like, that's how we know each other because we're kind of from the same town. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would go to visit him, which is like 10 minutes away from my parents' house, and I wouldn't go see them. I'm sorry, Mom and Dad. And I would always be like, I wonder like if they if they knew like I was so close, would they be sad that I didn't come say hi or didn't tell them? It's weird probably probably but i don't know it was it's it's like i don't know it's fun to kind of be able to do your own thing and not have to rely on anyone you know definitely i mean you had a car that helped totally that did (laughs) but was there anything specific that you found like difficult that you didn't know was difficult because you know when you're living with your parents a lot of things are taken care of for you (laughs) honestly like my parents didn't like cook for me that much especially because i stopped eating like meat as a teenager I mean I would sometimes eat chicken and stuff but so I was always cooking my own food just because I was a picky eater and I'm pretty sure I did up my own laundry and stuff so I was kind of already set as far as that goes mm-hmm. um, and I did work like all throughout high school and when I was in college so I had like the money because I know that I think moving out the money can be an issue um, but luckily I mean, my parents were paying for my school at the time. So in between that and my jobs, I didn't really have to worry too much about money. Obviously, I can be like frivolous, but I wasn't like strapped every single month, which could have been something if you're fresh from living with your parents mm-hmm. <laughs> to like on your own and paying for all your own bills. What about you? Uh, yeah, I'd say so, so, kind of the same thing. Like I definitely had to learn how to do a couple of things, but I liked that process a lot. Like for me, it was really fun. Mm-hmm. To kind of go out into the world and figure out how to do things. Um, yeah, I was also grateful enough to, like, fortunate enough to have my parents pay for my schooling. So things outside of that, I was able to just work over the summers and make enough to kind of get me through. Which, again, is, like, kind of fun in a way to say, like, this is how much I have and I've got to survive off of this. Oh, you yeah. You know what I mean? That's interesting, yeah. Because I just, like, worked out, worked throughout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you really learn a lot about budgeting and all that when you're kind of on your own. Yeah. There are a lot of rules in residence, though, which... As there is in real life, though. Yeah, but not allowed to, like, carry alcohol in the hall. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I get it, but sometimes it was kind of annoying. But that's why we moved out of residence. Um, And then in second year, we had our own place. And we were in the basement of this house. By we, I mean Becky and I. Um... We were in the basement of this house, and it was a basement, but it was still pretty nice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, we were actually so lucky to score this place. You, your mom actually hooked us up with it, right? Yeah, my mom ran into a lady who mentioned that her daughter um, went to Humber College and had this house, and they were looking for people to move into the basement. And this house was like a two-minute walk from campus. It was so close and actually really nice, like a really nice place. So I messaged her and was like, hey like our moms know each other can we live with you (laughs) (laughs) yeah um and then we ended up moving in living in this basement and those girls they were in fourth year um and they were in their final year and we were in our second year Mm -hmm. 
And I think for the beginning, it was fine. Like we were cool. We were chill. We like rarely, we didn't like hang out really together, but no. we were totally civil. And like sometimes we would like, you know, go upstairs or they would come downstairs for like a sec if they needed something. I don't know. It was chill. But then remember one time they were having a party mm-hmm. and they asked to borrow your folding table. Why did you have a folding table? Um, I must have got it for we needed some extra table for some. I don't even know. Like you need tables. Come on. You do need tables. But we had one of those. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, they borrowed it and then they like broke it. Mm-hmm. And I think they bought you a new table, which was nice. Much less quality. But a, like it was literally <laughs> a smaller table. And we're like, this is not as good for playing beer pong. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for me. <laughs> um, and also just like lots of like fights and yelling like in relationships they were having upstairs maybe yeah not with us but we could like hear it going on upstairs which is a little like i don't know kind of you don't want to be in a house that has negative energy even if it's not your negative energy you know it just kind of like gets to you yeah definitely um and then oh what was another thing i was gonna talk about oh yeah the internet okay also the internet I remember we were going over our bill. Like, you have a usage, right? I feel like usages aren't even a thing anymore. <laughs> unlimited, what's up? Yeah, a lot of people have unlimited usage, but maybe, f- whatever, we were six years, seven years. Yeah, it wasn't a thing. It wasn't a thing. So, like, you had your limit, and we kept going over. And so we were having to pay, like, I mean, an internet sh- bill should only be, like, 60 $70 for a whole house split mm-hmm. by four people. But we were paying, like, over 30 like $50 each for like a couple months mm-hmm. because we kept going over and we were like we need to get to the bottom of this this is ridiculous and then remember we you went upstairs and you were like okay like what's everybody's computers doing like has we have to figure this out and then she had torrent open yes which that I feel like is much less of a thing now too but it was such a thing back in the day to stream things or download things from the internet and anyone who knows anything knows that once it's done downloading you you shut that off or else it's constantly sucking internet to keep, you know, seeding that and sending it out to other people around the world, which also just sketch. Turn that off so you're not communicating with strangers around the world. Yeah, we just also shouldn't steal things. No. Just saying. We grown up. We learned. We, we learned to did. But um, yeah, she was like full on torrenting and like downloading and leaving it on. And we were like, um, you have 20 movies streaming pretty much all of the time. Constantly. <laughs> and we were like, turn that off. And also, and then like that was kind of annoying because she was the reason why we we're going over. Obviously, we're not going to get our money back. But then we ended up switching because we were the ones staying there anyways. Like mm-hmm. they were going away. Right. And we were going to move upstairs to the super amazing, beautiful apartment. It was the first floor of a house and it was totally open concept and it had this like very cool stove hood that was in the middle of the room because mm-hmm. the stove was on the island yeah um and it was like brand new renovated there's like big windows very cute so good you guys could actually see it in some of our first youtube videos you can see the basement too in some of our old videos you i'm pretty can- sure yeah we will link those on our blog post about this episode, which can, will be found at www.thesargirls.com. But um, we even did a house tour there. So anyways, we switched the internet into like, I think my name, um, because we were gonna be staying there and they're gonna be moving out and this whole thing went on with the internet. And then for like the last two months that we lived there, they didn't even pay for the internet. So they owed me 
like $60. I know. I and these are like that. grown women. I mean, well, for me, it was like a big deal because I'm a college student, like working my Aeropostale job. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, girl, that is like two shifts like at work that you owe me mm-hmm. in internet money. That's a big deal. And they just like didn't pay. And I think that they didn't pay because shortly after all this internet thing happened, um, we were planning to move upstairs, which was like the idea the entire time. And we were already finding friends to move into the basement like that we knew so that it was like somebody we knew moving into the basement. And this is totally cool with the landlord. He's like, yeah, find somebody you want to live with. So everything's like chill. But they decided that since the lease ended at in June that they want to sublet for a month what's the best way to explain this and not like a super long way <laughs> my brain's like putting together the story because I kind of forgot it okay well, <laughs> let me tell you so essentially they were totally cool like they knew that we were going to move upstairs but at the same time they wanted to move out like a couple months early and sublet to their friends yes so they wanted to leave before their lease was up and yeah. they wanted to not lose out on that money so, but since they weren't living there, so they got some friends together to take over their rooms for a super short amount of time. Yeah, but essentially, like, the new people that were subletting from them were like, maybe we want to stay. And we were like, no, no, no. Like, this you can't is, stay. You can't stay. We're moving upstairs. This was decided forever ago. <laughs> and, like, living in the basement is, it was a nice basement, but we were, like, dead set on moving upstairs because it was so beautiful. And plus the fact that we had told friends that they could have the basement and we were all excited to live together. So fun. Yeah. And the landlord didn't know, like, anything about this. So we did tell the landlord. We were like, yo, like, they want their friends to stay here and, like, maybe keep living here but we already had this whole thing lined up and the landlord was like no no I want you girls to live there with people that you know so it's like easy breezy and you don't have like all these different strangers and the other girls weren't even in school and he wanted students I don't mm-hmm. know if he got like a tax deal or what but he was like pretty set on having students live there um so then once the landlord put his foot down they were like pissed at us because that means that they couldn't have their friends sublet which means that they couldn't get you know, a couple months worth of rent money, which I totally understand. But wait, they could. Didn't they have their, they had a friend come for like a month. And remember she broke the sink. Do you remember this? <laughs> I do. Yeah, yeah, actually. Oh yeah, she dropped like a bowl onto the ceramic sink or something. It was it like cr- a freestanding sink. And it cracked the sink. Yeah. And I think, I don't remember. I think we were, we were coming upstairs because we were planning to move up. And we were like obviously planning, you know, the space and how cute we're going to make it look. Because you know us. Because us. And the sink is broken. And the landlord's like over and he's like in a fuss about this broken sink. And like, do we know anything about it? And we're yeah. like, no, she has her friend living here. We don't know. Yeah. And even though I think only one of them was able to get their friend to live there. But they were pissed about like not having their friends sublet them for like the whole time or something i mean it's probably the same thing with us how we had promised something to our friends and we didn't want to have to say no but you shouldn't have promised that and that's like not cool yeah so basically they like it went on to full-on bully mode for the last like month or so that we lived there even longer i mean i never got my internet money and then also what song did they play i remember that we like had just gotten home too late to apologize. Yeah. Okay. So that was the song they played because they were texting back and forth. Like we didn't really have FaceTime for these arguments. It was always like text. Yeah. Because I didn't want to go up. They were they were aggressive. They were aggressive. Um. And 
we were like, hey, sorry. I mean, we weren't actually sorry, but you know, it's one of those things. We're Canadians. We're called the Sorry Girls. We're like, oh, sorry. Like, this didn't work out. But like, the landlord said that our friends can move in, whatever, blah, blah, blah. We're moving upstairs. And then as soon as we got home from class, they start blasting the song, It's Too Late to Apologize by. Uh, who is it? By One Republic, I think. Is that it? Um, and also, the, so there was a stairway that went from the basement upstairs. And the upstairs door was able to lock. And I think I remember they locked the door. Oh, and yeah. we were trying to, I don't know. We to needed, do laundry. Yes. We, we need, that's right. That's right. The story's coming back to me in pieces. <laughs> I wanted to go upstairs, A, to be like, hey, I don't know if you love this song because you played it 10 times in a row, but could you turn it down? Also, I need to do laundry because the only washing machine was in the upstairs unit. And it was meant to be shared. Yeah. So, I mean... The idea was you're supposed to be able to come upstairs when you need to do laundry, obviously. <laughs> and they locked us out for, like, a long time. Yeah. Playing this song over and over again. I'm like, hey, can I just do laundry? Yeah. And they would talk, like, really loudly, kind of, like, about us, you know. Like, hoping we would hear. Yeah. Like, saying mean things. Like, yeah, they blah, blah, blah. And I remember they were, like, swearing at us in text. And, like, I was a new little baby. And this was very, like, shocking to me. Yeah, I don't like when people, like, come for me for things that I don't believe are really my fault. Yeah, it was just, like, so aggro. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, I don't know what you want me to say here. Yeah, and even if you were upset with it, it's like, you don't start, like, using the F word and being like, you're a effing B Mm -hmm. for, like, what? Like, wanting my friends to move in? You know what I mean? It's just kind of like, it's maybe it sucks, but we move on. You guys are graduating, like, move on with your lives. Be happy. Yeah, and it's it all boils down to maybe, like, a month worth of rent that this whole thing happened for like it's a much different story if if someone was planning to move in for like four years and all of a sudden they're out of that spot but it was like a month yeah like you can find another place it's fine i think the moral is that was like the last time i was bullied other than (laughs) daily in the youtube comments but that's cool oh (laughs) just kidding it's not that bad but yeah i was like wow i can't believe these grown women are bullying it's a weird thing to see happen you know when you get past a certain age you just expect it to stop because we're all like mature adults yeah but i guess not (laughs) yeah what else happened in college um so after that whole debacle we did end up moving upstairs and our friends moved in downstairs and it was great it was chill. We had parties. Mm-hmm. It was so fun. We had Oscar parties. We had backyard parties. Mm-hmm. I don't know what other kind of parties. <laughs> we had parties with our hedgehog. Yeah, we had lots of cool, cool times. So we ended up staying in that house for the rest of the time that we were in college. And then after we graduated, we decided to go somewhere else because as much as that area is great, it's kind of not near a lot of things. It's really just near the college. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to be somewhere that was more, you know, central to the city. And then we moved into another apartment that you can see in lots of videos on youtube um together and that's i mean that's after college so maybe we can go back to some college stories yeah um so when you were in college becky did you perform an underage drinking (laughs) did i perform (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i mean yeah like i feel like everybody kind of does it's like the resident like atmosphere to kind of just hang out on nights or weekends together and you know you have a couple drinks (laughs) pretty harmless though yeah i mean i think overall like looking back on my years i think i'm a pretty good kid i'd have to say um everything was pretty harmless and fun i mean obviously we know it is 
illegal to drink underage. But also, I will say, the drinking age in Toronto or Ontario is 19. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it was only like, it was only bad for like a couple years or a year. Yeah, and I feel like I I barely had to wait. It would be worse for you because your birthday was in September. Mm-hmm. So mine was in May. So I, when did we move in? When did college start? College started for us in September of 2010. So when I started, I was 17. But when you started, you were 18. Right. So, so I only had to wait a couple months, but you had to wait a whole year. Yeah. Wow. I turned 18 while I was in college. When you were in res still? Or? Yeah, like right at the beginning of school. That's when I turned 18 because it was my champagne birthday. Because <laughs> it's September 18th. 18th birthday. Yeah. That's how that works. That is how that works. Um, but I don't remember it being like as much of a thing. Like you see in movies all the time, like people waiting outside the liquor store, like asking some older person to buy you drinks. I don't know how we swung it, but it just never felt like it was an issue. <laughs> Do you agree? <laughs> yeah. I had a I had a boyfriend at the time that was a little bit older and bought me alcohol it's weird to think i remember like when we were dating he was like when we first started dating i had to buy you alcohol and i was like that is a weird thing to think about it was only for a little bit i probably just got him to do the same thing that's probably where it came from that is totally probably where it came from like i don't remember asking anyone but it definitely happened (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) Hmm. um yeah don't drink kids (laughs) just kidding drink responsibly it's responsible responsibly responsibly yeah, I couldn't even imagine the drinking age being, like, 21, though. Yeah, that would be hard. Because like, you're fairly into college at that point when you hit 21. Basically, you're graduated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're pretty lucky that we're still friends with a lot of people from college. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess a lot of people are still friends with their college friends. Maybe we're not old enough yet to have fallen out of friendship. But, I mean, I think I know our crew college people that we just have the very we have the same like mannerisms or like we're in the same industry and a lot of things overlap and it's so exciting that we can like collab together i mean jake who's from humber set up this podcast studio for us Mm -hmm. i mean we like did the podcast studio but he helped us with the like the technical audio of it yeah and he's also edited stuff for us in the past too Mm -hmm. we made it over there their studio yeah we did in a style selected episode there's a bunch of people that worked there that all went to college with us and that was really cool it's nice to keep like the support going you know i know it's so like it's nice to have friendships that are like beneficial (laughs) (laughs) in many different ways right yeah i remember we used to like drive to the grocery store and get groceries once a week yep i think we would we would like kind of get things that were for both of us like everything would kind of be shared right yeah because we had similar diets at the time, which is really handy. I know. I don't even, like, remember cooking in school, though. I remember getting, we would go to M&M's and get this big box of chicken fingers. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. And we would, like, buy that always. And it would just, like, once the chicken fingers were out, we would go buy more. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so true. I can remember, like, one of us being in our rooms and the other person being like, I'm making chicken fingers. Do you want any? Yeah. And we would, like, put them in wraps and sandwiches. And it was so good. Oh, my God. We were so smart. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do that anymore. No, don't, I know. I eat chicken. I was actually thinking about M&M's the other day. I don't know if this is in the States, but it's like a, I don't even know. It's essentially a store that specializes in frozen foods, <laughs> but like good frozen foods. It's just like a counter you walk up to. It's like a catalog. It's like a living 
catalog for freezer food for freezer food <laughs> and you just like walk in and they just have a counter and you're like hi i would like this item and this item and five of these and five of those the remember the brie philo it was like yes pastry wrapped cheese so good with fig it was amazing and they stopped carrying them and i was honestly so upset oh no mm-hmm. also what does m&m stand for because it's called m&m meat shops you think m would be like meat and meat shop meat I don't know. Good question. Yeah. I feel like I need to get into a routine again, though. I'm ba- I'm doing really badly right now at my eating routine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bring back those college days. I feel like I had a better routine. <laughs> Way more time to, like, cook and stuff. Yes, for but sure. You only have, like, two hours of class a day. I know. I was thinking about the other day. Like, what did I do with all my free time? I don't know. I Probably don't... start a YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. We did that during college. I think... That was fun because it was such a hobby through all of the college years. Like, it wasn't really a job until after we got out of college. So, we kind of did it on our off times. And our friends were like, oh, you have a channel. Are you filming? Like, it wasn't. Like, it was all fun. Do you know what I mean? Like, nobody really took it seriously, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, we didn't even. <laughs> we didn't even. But, that, like, that's the best part is when you're starting a channel, you have to kind of, like, I don't know if suffer is the right word, but get through those first months, years of just making content so it's out there before you can gain an audience and kind of learn what you're doing. Yeah. So it's nice that we kind of had the attitude of like, this is something fun we're doing while we're in school instead of being without a job and saying, I'm going to make this work as a career. Like that would be so, put so much pressure on it. Yeah. It's literally, I think college is like the best time to start. I mean, I know like Laura DIY, who's also from Toronto, she started in college or university because she needed like a creative outlet and kind of something to do when she was in school. And even best dressed, Ashley, um, who was our editor, but blew the fuck up <laughs> on YouTube, um, started when she's, I mean, she's still in college. But I think it like gives you that creative outlet and a nice place to put if free time if you have it. And then if it does grow, I mean, that's like her college job now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was editing for us. And then her own channel just got so big that she can do her own channel. Mm-hmm. It's like awesome so awesome to see so like when college was winding down i remember so many people were so excited to graduate like some people even moved downtown which was kind of far from our school and they would have to take transit in but they wanted to live downtown they were like ready for school to be done but i was so i was like okay with what i was doing i was like school's fun i I like this i don't want it to end what did you feel yeah i mean i enjoyed school like all of it was really fun um, I didn't know what I was going to do after. So I think that's kind of what made me okay with staying in school because I was like, this is easy. This is a plan. I know where I'm supposed to be, what I'm supposed to do. I don't have to figure out things like entirely on my own because I have class schedule and like projects that people are asking me to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like as soon as you graduate, it's all on you. Yeah. And your whole, like literally your whole life is there's something you should be doing, whether it's like going to school the next day or like you have dance class or your mom wants you to do the dishes it's like there's always something you have to be doing and then when you're in college it's like I have to be doing these class assignments and everything's laid out for you and then as soon as you graduate it's like you your possibilities just like extend outward and you have so many of them Mm -hmm. all you really know is that you have to find a way to kind of make money to keep yourself alive and you kind of have to be happy with what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. But as far as what that is, it could be anything, which is kind of scary, actually, now I think about it. 
it's a very tall order. I mean, I was I feel very lucky that I found an internship that I really really liked and they liked me and while I was at my internship in third year, they said as soon as you graduate come back, you have a job, which is I guess like a really good feeling. I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't realize at the time how great that is. Well, I'm sure that really helped to keep the pressure off of the whole like what am I going to do now thing. Yeah. That a lot of people feel when they're in college. Yeah, you felt that. Yeah, a little bit. Like I think like the first couple months after you graduate, it's kind of this nice feeling of I don't have to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> and I think you should take that time and enjoy it because there's literally no other time in your life where you kind of have the chance to not do much. Yeah. Because once you get a job, I mean, you're kind of working until you retire unless you choose to structure your life differently. But for most people, that's how it looks. So I kind of I feel like I took a little bit of time yeah. just to like settle and just breathe Mm -hmm. (laughs) because the last couple months of college are pretty it's like it's a lot Mm -hmm. you're finishing your thesis projects you're writing so many essays and like trying to figure out with teachers what you want to do with your life and it's like a lot of thinking so it was kind of nice to not do anything for a little bit um but then after that I think those first couple months were up I was like okay we got to do something so I ended up being connected to like a former student who was working in the industry and I got a couple jobs through him which was cool in the film world I guess we could talk about more of that job later if we want to but I was working on sets doing art department and that kind of fun stuff for a little bit um and then yeah after you get used to that it's like okay now I'm in the real world I'm paying for rent I am working an actual job and it's like okay I've, I've survived you know it feels good yeah and then I, I I've said that you get like a quarter life crisis that mm-hmm. maybe happens like in your mid-20s <laughs> I had one a little one but um that's like the next hurdle I think after maybe getting your first college after college job yeah because I think people are so stressed or eager to get a job Mm -hmm. that they take the first thing I mean I feel like they take the first thing well and you have no experience you have no op you have no choice yeah so it's hard to get anything right so the first thing that you can get is like you need to get it because you gotta pay bills yeah and then you sit there with a bit for it but and then you sit there with it for a bit right and you think I don't know if I want to do this or maybe I love it or maybe I don't and it's like you gotta rethink everything again yeah enter quarter life crisis and you quit your jobs and continue with YouTube maybe (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay, so wait, on the note of starting work right after college, what do you think about like traveling either after high school or college? I think if you have the means to do it and the what's the word? Um, self-discipline ah. to do it, then I'm all for it. I saw a lot of people after high school take time like a gap year and then never do anything afterwards and I think that's really scary and as much as I wanted to do that I I knew that I was so in the routine of like you know since you're four years old of being in school that I just had to keep going until I was done done college because I think I would have really liked that time off so much that it would have been so hard to be like okay I'm back home now I'm gonna go back to school yeah that's really hard but for some people I mean if you can swing it for sure this goes back to what I was saying of like there's so few times in your life where you can be not working. Yeah. That if you have the opportunity or the chance to take time off and go do something really fun that you want to do, like you should do it. Yeah. I feel like almost the travel might come better once you do have that quarter life crisis maybe. Because I feel like, I mean, I don't want to speak on behalf of people that we went to school with, but I did see a lot of people go traveling, like a decent amount of them go Mm -hmm. traveling um, or working abroad at like 
not in the industry, like working abroad at whatever little jobs just so that they could live there. Um, and they came back and I've kind of like heard things about maybe it wasn't the best choice. Like they might feel a little bit behind compared to us who went straight into a job. Mm-hmm. So that's something that you definitely have to consider. That's what I'm saying is like, you have to have the self-discipline to know, like, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to look at life this way, but know when the fun ends. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like take that year, whatever, enjoy the crap out of it. But when you come back, know that you're probably going to have to get a real job. Like life can't be like that forever. Yeah. Well, they know they knew when the time when the fun would end mm-hmm. and they did only take that year. But I think some of them feel like a year behind. So they see like their friends might have all of these jobs and now they're kind of fresh into the world back into a city that they haven't been to yep. in over a year and they don't have any of the same connections and you know, you try to get a job, but then they go, well, this person just graduated yesterday and you have been out of school for like a year. Yeah. These are, I think these are all just all things to consider. I've seen a lot of people now that once they've been at their job and they've like raised some money, raised, earned some money, saved some money, they can now travel and they like, they quit their job and now they take a year off. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like maybe you're in a better place once you come back because you're coming back with like, hey, yeah, I have worked for like four years mm-hmm. and I have like all this experience and I, you have connections because you're a little bit older. Totally. I mean, yeah, I don't know. This is a, the opinion from somebody who's never been on a <laughs> on like a long travel trip. Time to take a gap year, y'all. I know it'd be interesting, but like just literally no, because I got we got this thing, which I'm really <laughs> happy doing. Um, and luckily we, I mean, we're on buses, so we can take some time off here and there well stay tuned to find out where we travel to right <laughs> but maybe more than although i just went to bali for two and a half weeks i was gonna True. say you like, did take your time i did take my time i do have my next personal trip booked though and we have lots of business trips coming up mm-hmm, mm-hmm. exciting things we're gonna be on a tv in america yeah make sure if you guys listen to this podcast but you don't know who we are online check us out on youtube but specifically check out our vlog channel it's called the sorry life and i feel like you get to see these personalities that you hear kind of in real life yeah. on the screen i feel like yeah the vlog channel is like yeah the step it's like the sorry girls is kind of like diy the sorry life is us and then the podcast is like us but like one topic and then dissecting it (laughs) yes which speaking of dissecting if you have any thoughts about what we talked about today definitely email us at podcast at the sorrygirls.com because i think this will be more of a reoccurring thing now each episode we might react to emails that we get from you guys letters from the listeners all right thanks so much for joining us today make sure you rate this podcast and give us a comment if you can yeah and we will talk to you guys next week Bye. bye bye